0: Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. Amen. We can sure feel the presence of the Holy Spirit here this morning. In Christ we stand. When we stand in Him, we don't have to worry. Because He's going to be with us, He's going to help us, He's going to show us the way. We may go through hard times, but who's going to walk with you? The Lord. We never have to worry about that. Aren't you glad for his love? Amen. As we look at our message today, the presence of the Holy Spirit. What do you think of the Holy Spirit? Or how do you think of him? Is he your guide? Does he give you the truths that we need concerning the word of God in our everyday life? Are we in love with him just like we are the, the son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and God himself? We should be because he's part of the Trinity. First, or Second Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 through chapter 4, verse 4. Six verses we want to look at this morning. The presence of the Holy Spirit. And we welcome all of those who might be listening on YouTube or however you may be listening this morning. We welcome you to our service. But as we listen to this scripture, some mighty good verses right here for each of us. And we need to take heed as to what they are saying to our lives. Verse 17 Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Think about that. There is liberty. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Father, thank you for your precious word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who came and took up his abode in our life. When we called out to you and asked for forgiveness of our sins and salvation, the Holy Spirit came to help us in this daily walk while we are here on this earth. We pray that you would touch our hearts this morning. Help us, Lord, to mind the things of God and to be ready to go in an instant when you call us to go. And, Lord, we thank you and praise you. Now, all these prayer requests that's been mentioned, we pray, Father, that you would touch them and bless them as only you can do. And if there's anyone here that's lost, help them to hear the Spirit as he speaks to them this morning that they might give themselves to a holy and a righteous God and be saved forever. May your will be done in Jesus' name, amen and amen. In reading these verses, how important is it that we present the gospel wherever we go? You know, we talk about a lot of things. The weather, I like the Dodgers, but the Dodgers, they're up and down. I like to, well, they used to be the Baltimore Colts, but they're not in Baltimore anymore. The Indianapolis Colts. I've pulled for them ever since I was knee high to a grasshopper, I guess. But we think when we talk things about like that, but how much do we talk about the Holy Spirit and His work in our lives? About what God has done for us and how we are to go. In a moment's notice. Our Sunday School lesson, Elijah was prepared because he walked hand-in-hand with God and God used him in a mighty way. God can do the same thing for us today. We need to walk with Him. We need to be caught up on our prayer life, on our Bible readings, in our witness of every day when we come in contact with people. But yes, the gospel is important. And we need to be preaching, teaching, living the gospel every day. But the Bible says if our gospel is hid, notice who it is hid from. The lost. Now think about that. When we fail to witness to the lost, what good is our gospel that we have from the Bible than the Lord Jesus Christ to them if we say nothing to them? If we do nothing for them, if we do not witness to them about the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ and salvation that he has brought to us and that he can bring to them. Notice also verse 17. Now where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now that doesn't give us the the permission to do anything and everything that we want to do. Doesn't give me permission to go out and get drunk and bring bad things on people, especially my family. It doesn't give me permission to go out and smoke marijuana or whatever because that will destroy us. Folks, we have liberty, but there's some liberty we don't need to take. The devil wants to put everything out there to keep you from doing the liberty that Jesus Christ puts in our heart that we find in the word of God. The Holy Spirit is our teacher and guide while we are here on this earth. How do we handle this? Do we listen? In our Sunday school uh, lesson this morning, suppose Elijah would not have listened to the Lord. All those places he went, God took care of him, fed him, had water to drink, even used the crows or the ravens to bring him food. Now suppose he said, well, this is no use. God can't do that. But what would have happened to that little child there in Seraphat? Simply by refusing to do what God told him to do. But what about us today when we refuse to do what God has asked us to do? How is it going to affect those out there that God is sending us to that we need to be helping? It's amazing how the Holy Spirit opens doors for the Christian to be a witness for the gospel of Jesus Christ, our savior. Look at Paul who fought against Christianity. But God touched him and he fought the rest of his life for Christianity. What about Philip, who was having a wonderful revival service? And God says, I want you to go down to Gaza. I want you to make yourself present when a chariot comes by. There's a little Ethiopian in that chariot that needs to know the Lord. Philip left that revival service, ran all the way down to where he was needed to be, and God used him to lead that Ethiopian to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. God wants to do the same for us today. He wants to use us. But what about old loudmouth Peter, always sticking his foot in his mouth? But you know, after the resurrection... And Jesus began to ask him the questions, do you love me? Peter's heart was changed. Don't have any trouble out of Peter anymore. But the Bible tells us in the book of Acts, he stood and preached one little short sermon and 3,000 souls came to know the Lord Jesus Christ the Savior. God can use us the same way if we will just present ourselves to him just like these three men, just like Elijah, and just like many men that you've known, many women that you've known, God uses them for his glory. Oh, I remember in our lives, Preacher Kincaid. Many years pastor at Central Baptist Church, but God led that man to Do mighty and great things for him. Church was full just about every Sunday. And many, many people came to know the Lord because Preacher Kincaid was obedient unto the call of the Lord. And in my own life, there at Harris Chapel where I grew up, Preacher Jackson, he was a different preacher, but he preached the gospel And he loved people. Every Sunday, or just about every Sunday after church, we'd meet out there on the ball field, and Preacher Jackson was right there playing ball with us. He had a report with the people. He loved the people, and the people knew that. And Preacher Jackson did a mighty work there at Harris Chapel Baptist Church simply because. He knew his Lord, and he was obedient unto him. In the least opportune time, a word or a phrase will be said that will open up a time of witnessing for us. You remember Christ and the disciples? They were traveling, and Jesus said, I've got to go through Samaria. They couldn't understand why he wanted to go through that desolate country. They didn't have anything to do with the Samaritans. But Jesus got to a well, sat down on the wellside. The disciples went into town to purchase something to eat. And a little lady came by at midday. She'd been married several times. No doubt she was the talk of the town. But she came the preacher of the town simply because she met the Savior. Come see a man who has told me everything that I have ever done. Man, you you got to come meet this man. That ought to be the witness of us today. I want you to introduce I want to introduce you to a man who knows everything about me. And his name is Jesus. And oh, what a wonderful Savior we have. But what about the Holy Spirit? We don't have The body of Lord Jesus Christ here today as they did then. But we have his Holy Spirit. And we have the presence of his Holy Spirit. Verse 17, now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The Holy Spirit is striving with us for God. How many of you remember the time you got saved and how the Holy Spirit began to convict you of your sins? And maybe you uh, couldn't sleep. Maybe you, you couldn't wait. Or maybe you were ready when the Holy Spirit came and touched your heart. But the Holy Spirit is striving with us, trying for, to get us to come to Jesus, a wonderful Savior. Yes, it was his job to seek and to convict us of sin. And that's exactly what he did to me on that Thursday night. And then on that Friday night, when I gave my heart to Christ, it was him who brought me to that situation, drew me to the Savior, and he did you the same way. The moment we came and accept through grace and the shed blood, that ever-flowing fountain, it's all that, it's at that moment we are regenerated to new life by the Spirit New life. We don't walk in the old ways. We don't talk in the old ways or shouldn't. But he gives us new life. He gives us new speech. He gives us someone new to talk about. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior. And yes, the Bible says that we have the very life of God. Eternal life. Simply because Jesus loved us, and he went to the cross and died for us. But what about, now listen to this statement. The Holy Spirit may be dwelling within us as a grieved spirit. You have some sin that you just don't want to get rid of. When you do that, you grieve the Holy Spirit. You don't have the blessings that you could have because you're grieving the Holy Spirit. Go back and look at the life of the nation of Israel. When they kept on to those sins, they grieved the Holy Spirit, and God had to bring judgment because of that. Or we may be living in disobedience, Not wanting to do exactly what God wants us to do. Just like Elijah, suppose he wanted to go in a different direction. But he didn't. He was obedient to the Lord God Almighty. And God used him mightily. Not only disobedience, but what about carnality? When we're thinking more of the world than we are God's service. When we're thinking, we got to have this, we got to have that. Man, I'm going to go get me a second job or a third job just so I can have these things. Maybe God don't want you to have those things. Carnality. Yes, the Holy Spirit is grieved, but is not departed. You've just put a, as we used to do when we plowed with horses and mules, we put blinders on them. So they'd stay in the row. God wants us to stay in the row. And that's why he sometimes has to do some things in our lives to keep us in that row. But grieved and departed. But not only do we see the presence of the Holy Spirit, but we see the Lordship of the Holy Spirit. I found this story some time ago, it's supposed to be a true story, but a godly Christian woman lost her husband just when her two boys required the firm hand of a father. And I'm sure you parents know what that means. They needed discipline. She had to take in boarders to make ends meet, and one of her guests was a Christian man, After staying about a year, this man married the widow. The guest became the Lord and master of the household. And an interesting change became noticeable in that household. It made all the difference in their lives when the guest became the master. Maybe you've asked the Lord to come into your heart and life, but you're not really living like you're supposed to how God wants you to do, and he's more a guest than he is the master. Well, let me urge you to let him be the master. He will have you in the right place at the right time, whenever that might be. Just like it was with Elijah and that widow woman. She was down to her last meal, but she trusted, well, I started to say God, but She didn't know God at that time. Elijah said, go make me a cake. Just one little cake. He didn't say anything else was going to take place. He said, just go make me a cake and bring it. What faith it took for that woman to listen to Elijah. She made that cake. She brought it. And from what I understand, for about a year, that meal barrel never ran out. Do we serve the same God? Sure, we do. Will he do exactly for us as he did for her and for Elijah? I believe he will. Matter of fact, I'm going to change that belief. I know he will because he took care of us while I was going to school. She was working, had two boys. God took care of everything we needed. He didn't take care of everything we wanted, but everything we needed, God took care of it. And I can stand here and witness today Trust the Lord with all of your heart, mind, soul, and body, and God will take care of you. That's his promise. That's the promise that Elijah gave to that little woman. You go make me a cake and let God do the rest. And God did the rest. And every morning when she'd go to that barrel, it had a little bit of meal and a little bit of oil. God is faithful that's the Lordship that he wants to have over us are we committed to that I sure hope we are because when we allow God to be Lord when we allow the Lord Jesus Christ to be Lord when we allow that Holy Spirit to work and to move when he tells us to Things are going to happen in your life that we'll just not be able to understand. I'm sure that little woman, she probably scratched her head every morning. I took all of that out yesterday. But here it is again today. You know what her testimony was? Now I know that God is real. I'm going to ask you that same question. Do you know in your life and everything that's going on that you know that God is real and that He's going to supply every need that you have? He's promised to do that. And God is not a liar. He'll not go back on His word. You come to me and I'll show you great and mighty things, the Bible says. You live for me and I'll take care of you. You got lost children? You got lost kin people. You got lost neighbors. Do not cease to pray for them. Do not cease to say, God, you can't do it. I'm just going to give up. Do not cease to pray for them every day. And God will answer the prayers of a righteous person. Isn't that what God says in his word? He will answer the prayers of a righteous person person. Amen for God. The Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit at your conversion entered as a guest. But how much of your heart did you give him? Have you made him complete Lord yet? That's the question. Unless we recognize the Lordship of the Holy Spirit, we can never have freedom over ourselves. Sometimes ourselves get in the way. Lord, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do. We need freedom over ourselves and God can give that. But God can also give us mastery over the Lord or over the world. We look at things. Sometimes we might get too many things and they get in the way of Lord working in our life. But what about over the flesh? Can he help us do that? Yes, he will. What about over the devil? The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yes, our experiences sometimes will be up and down. When they're up, hit the road of running. When they're down, hit the road of running. Don't change your lifestyle because we might think, well, God's working and not working. Just keep running all the time and see what God will do. I saw this little Saying somewhere this past week as I was reading. He who drags his chain is not free. You want to carry that baggage? Carry it. You won't be free. When you give it up to the Lord. You'll be free. And God will use you. Third thing that we see, and I'm going to be through, but we have growth through that Lordship. Growth through that Lordship. Chapter 4, verse 3 says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In your life as well as in mine, is there a marked growth in the divine likeness of the Savior? Are we growing every day? Are we being mindful every day? Are we being obedient every day? Is that growth realized not only in your heart in my life and heart, but in other people's hearts and lives also? Remember, we're children of God. God sent his son Jesus to Calvary's cross so that we could grow in grace and knowledge of what he would have us to do. Jesus gave himself on that cross. Took every sin that we could ever think to commit Upon himself and died for those sins no we're not perfect but I know one who can forgive and I know one who wants to forgive and I don't know a greater prayer request than to pray for this nation Folks, I don't know about you, but we're in dire straits. This needs to come back to the forefront in our nation. We need preachers who are going to stand up for the word of God. We need Christians who are going to stand up for the word of God. And folks, we need to be talking to the lost. How much longer? I don't know. I don't know. But I know one who can take care of the situation. And his name is Jesus. You might be here lost. You might be here confused. You might be here discouraged. Well, let me invite you to turn it all over to the Lord Jesus Christ. Elijah, I think spread himself over that child three times, and got heard. And I believe with all of my heart that it took six times Elijah would have done it. Are we as faithful to doing God's word as Elijah was? What about Paul and Peter, Philip? Some of you who have worked for the Lord tirelessly year after year after year. Folks, those are the ones we need to pattern our lives after. Because we know by their own testimony, they love the Lord. God loves you and he wants to save you. Or he wants to be that catalyst in your life that helps you walk down life's journey every day. And he will do that. When you surrender to Him, do it today. And oh, what a time you're going to have. Father, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your love. Now, Father, we ask that you'd work as only you can do in people's hearts this morning, not only here, but those out in radio land, YouTube, wherever it may be. We ask that your spirit would work in a mighty way. Now, Father, may your will be done. And we'll praise you and thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.